Okay, welcome to another episode of Victory, the podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. And I'm Kevin Dillon. Victory! Okay, wait, wait, wait for Connolly. Oh, uh, Irish cricket. He's really becoming a part of this thing now. He's really yeah. opening the beers and talking. I'm a bad influence, Tom. You so, are. You make me want to hear all, Irish crickets. Hey, all the cool kids are drinking beer. Right. Irish crickets. <laughs> Listen, and by the way, people love Irish crickets. I thought everybody knew that, but apparently... I didn't even know it. You know what? That? My brother Tim brought it up to me, and I never heard it before that, and I've never heard it since, so I'd like to think it came from my brother Tim. But. All right, Tim uh, Dillon. I out. have never heard it. So you're, you knew it for a long time? I've heard Dillon say a bunch of gems yes. over the years, and Irish crickets is I, one of them. I remember first saying it to you. You were like, oh, I like that, yeah. Irish crickets. And now so anyone who's confused right now, we're talking the opening sound of a beer can is referred to by like a cricket. Kevin Dillon as an Irish cricket. I don't... Makes me want to open another one immediately. If anyone out there knows where this originated from, if it was not from the Dillon household, please <laughs> tell My us. money's on the Dillon household. I don't know. I don't know, bro. Normally, we would be doing season two, episode six, which is Chinatown. But Jerry Ferrara really wants to be involved in that one. Yes. He couldn't do today. And we so need him in there because he was so good in that episode. And he's got he's got an angle. I don't we don't know what it is. So we're gonna pump that episode to next week. He's got stories. He's so, got stories. So we're just gonna okay, here's the thing though. We got a lot of pressure today because we walk in, you gotta understand what Connolly is like as this boss. He <laughs> is a fucking grinder, man. And you come in and you think you're gonna get a pep talk, but you know what he says? I want no editing today. What that means is he wants us to be perfect. He wants us not to make a mistake, not to say something terrible. We can't step on each other. Now I'm worried about saying anything. Yeah. So Connolly's put quite a, a thing in, but I do need some time with the mic because actually it's been a rough weekend for me. I got to be honest with you. I mean, I don't want you to think of it as a live show. I just want you to think of it as we're not on a TV set and let's try to keep it fluid and moving forward I, and stay I, on track. That's, I, that's what I always try to do. I didn't know I was so bad. Well, it's um, not. All right. Let's get into it. Okay, so here's the thing. Weekend's been pretty rough, and the show is growing, which thank you, everybody, for doing that. And please, spread the word. You know, it's it's we're doing this for fun, but of course, we want everyone to hear it. But my DMs are, are getting a little crazy. And, uh, mine, too. <laughs> okay, but they really keep saying the same I'll thing now, which is... mine. <laughs> it's really upsetting me, Kevin Dillon. I'm not even sure if you're aware of this, but people seem to think that Kevin Connolly picks on me on this <laughs> podcast, and it's pissing me off because I'll kill him. <laughs> You will strangle him again. My brother, who is a criminal intelligence detective, he said, I read people for a living, and I sense an underlying tension between you and Doug. <laughs> I love you, Doug. I don't – if anything ever, I'm just joking with you, obviously. I don't know. I mean, like, Lad Vance, who's a friend of all of ours, Lad Vance calls me up, and he's like, he's like, is everything okay? With I'm you like, and Kevin? Yeah, with me and Kevin, and <laughs> Kevin and I, you know? And, and the truth is, is this guy is a brother to me, but if people, I want to know. So people comment, if you think the guy is, is insulting me too much, let me know, because I'll, I'll hit him. I'll right. fucking punch Strangle him. him. Yeah. And Doug Dylan, is uncomfortable in the victim position. Yeah, I don't like to feel like I'm the victim, and, and someone wrote me, like, and they think it's funny. People are enjoying the show, but they DM me, and they said, I love the show, and it's like Kevin Connolly's the bully, and you're the nerd in high school. <laughs> this might be a little payback for nine years of entourage. <laughs> We've always had this relationship and and if it ever comes off the wrong way to doug or any of the fans it's all in good fun you but know i think also, doug might have bullied you a little bit during the show though a narrative is born and it takes on a life of itself now the simple fact of the matter is that businessman was in my instagram for years before <laughs> action park media it got rolling and i go all right well i'm not going to win this one so i roll with the businessman narrative you had to 
I, I don't. Do I don't know what we're talking about. I don't care if you're a businessman. You're not a bully. That I don't fucking agree. pisses me <laughs> off. Okay, you might be a bully somewhere we're else. Just joking around. This, this is joking New around. York. Chop busting. Exactly. You bust each other's chops. The question is, does the businessman bully other podcasters? Like, even Suple, he'll kick your ass. You're not going to oh, bully him. Right. And the hockey missing curfew guys are pretty <laughs> tough, too. You know, we're comfortable. Uh, we're friends. And I, I joke. I, look, I feel like I'm in the hot seat a lot of times, but... It's all in good fun. It's all in good jokes. I love you, Doug. You know, you did just course. yell at him for kicking over the light, though. Well, he sometimes doesn't pay attention because he's texting, and it's all this kind of. By the way, relight. By, by the way, it'll take five minutes. His "I love you" and how much he cares about me. Trust me. But within the next fifteen minutes, he'll start attacking me again. Well, but when I like we start it. talking about your Halloween costume, we're going to get my feel defensive. We're going to get Halloween, which is coming. But the first thing, also DMs a lot of DMs. Which why do people DM? Just put it on the main page so everyone can see it and engage and talk. But this contract dispute. It's a bit. There are no contracts. These are brothers, and honestly, this is a handshake deal. Well, if, if yeah. we have to sue Connolly at some point, we'll figure it out. But like, it's a handshake deal. Yeah, and and you know, it's funny because I think, like I said, when a narrative rolls, we almost play into it, right? So I feel like because it's been an ongoing thing on the podcast, contract negotiations have slowed a great deal. <laughs> yeah. They have. We do well, have to get it done. It is a handshake. One deal. thing that's on our side is. Me and Kevin have the same business manager, <laughs> right. so he'll know what Kevin's he knows what's in. coming in. That's <laughs> I, true. I, but I hope even that's not, true. even if not, of course, you know. And it is a handshake deal. That said, we're going to put it on paper. I'll talk to your high powered guy. <laughs> that who, said, <laughs> that said, I walk in. The merchandise is growing. The merch is here. Wait, like it's a Nike factory. I see. There's a hundred and fifty. By the way, shirts Doug, out look here. at what I got here. I mean, it's beautiful. A stuff. Nice victory podcast. I'm it's wearing, making my eyes pop. It is making your eyes pop. Green. I was surprised you went with the teal. Uh, the, well, a because, lot of options because of the eyes popping. Makes your really. Eyes pop. So listen, let's just talk about this. By the end of the week, by the end of the week. There will be a website. There will be merch available. Let's roll this merch out. I mean, yeah. are you guys ready to yes. push the merch? Yeah. I mean, well, it that's looks why good. I'm wearing this. Right. Yeah, that's, by the way, that's the end of Kevin Dillon's work. He's like, that's why I wore what it today. What are you talking about? I put something up about the merch. Will your social media team help us push the merch? Yes, but they haven't really been helping. You know, things are changing a little bit. So, we're right. Right, well, he, we'll by the way, his contract is fucked. With well, I'm going to have to talk to them a bit, again about a little. Well, here's things. the thing: they're really good. You know, I maybe, think they're great. Maybe there's something to be worked out if they could help us push the merch. But, that would be great. But anyway, long story short, we have amazing merchandise, but coming soon. We need you to buy it because that's the only way Kevin Dillon and I are getting paid. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. Getting paid in hats, t-shirts, and mugs, and a onesie. <laughs> I just got an idea for merch. Sorry, you guys. What do you got? Underwear. Victory right across the uh, against you know. the band. I like that. No, not the bands. The, uh, you know, the, uh, the, you know, the, the package area, right? The, the package, package area. area. I don't want to, I don't want to think about Dylan's package <laughs> this early in the a morning. A picture right. of me across a crotch going victory at the nine minute mark of the podcast. I'd rather not talk about Dylan's package, either. but, <laughs> but Doug, just jumping back though, for a second on, on friendships and brotherhood. I mean, it really is. That's what we are. We're waiting for Jerry next week. Adrian, I've sent out my messages. Adrian is also a brother. Now, he's a weird fucking brother, and he's a brother that is, like, off saving whales somewhere. But we're getting him on this podcast. Right. I'm telling you, whether oh, Connolly has to bully him, throw him in a fucking double. You're the bully on that one, bro. We're going to get Adrian Grenier. But then the other thing that people keep texting me about all week is, I guess, Jeremy Piven hosted mm -hmm. Entertainment Tonight and was yes. talking again about a spinoff. Let's just... Call it what it is. Actually, he wasn't talking about a spinoff. He was talking about a reboot, if I recall, right? Uh, actually, he was talking about a, a reboot. You know what? I don't, I don't know what he was talking about. The bottom line is people are asking, has anyone talked to you? No one's talked to me, and that means 
Nothing's happening. So, they so talk- Doug, for the for the uh, layman's yeah. uh, such as myself, because you created that character, it's illegal to do it without you yeah. or your blessing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they they can't. You created the character. I can't created the character. So so it- he's just blowing smoke in the air until he comes and gets your blessing. Whatever he's doing is is all fine. But it really. Well, I think what he kind of did was reached out to say, "Hey, I'm in." I would love to. You think do that's a, him throwing yeah. up a throwing he's up a throw, flag? Yeah, he's saying. First of all, I think everyone would do it, except for maybe the guy. Yeah, in no, the, I'm, uh, I'm, except I'm, for maybe Doug Allen right I'm here. I'm not doing it. Like and, I said, and the fans want it, so I'm there. Uh, it is. I, I, a lot I of red tape. Lot I red can't tape. imagine doing it, but more to the point, because we we were talking the podcast. Everyone wants to know if Jeremy's coming on the podcast. I don't, there is no beef. He was never my brother, but you know he did the best job of anyone on the planet could have done for that part. Three he, Emmys. I thank him for it. He put my kids through college, but some jerk off last night decided to write to me. DMs me. He says your writing sucks. Jeremy Piven made you. Okay, it was probably Piven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who said it, but to whoever that person is, listen. Number one, there's no offense to it. Number two, what was great about this show, and everyone can say whatever they want and keep repeating it. I had five main cast members. I wouldn't trade any of them for anyone on the planet Earth. It was a great experience. The show worked. Thank God I heard Deion Sanders talking yesterday on Barstools how it was his favorite show. We've been off the air for, what, seven, eight years, and he's and people are still talking about it. Prime that, time. That's what makes me happy. So if Ari's your favorite character, which I know a lot of people are, if drama's your favorite character, there's not a lot of Eve favorite characters. Well, I was going to say, what am I, Wood? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. It's like whoever you like, great. And if you think it, they made it all up, that's also great. They didn't. Okay? That's the reality. <laughs> now, let's get into a fresh face, clean-shaven Kevin Dillon. You're looking good, Kevin Dillon. Thank you, Doug. Yeah, you really— This is the first time I've been— Freshly shaved in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And you we, just got back because I saw you on Instagram, bald as a baby. Which... Yes, I'm not actually bald, so I didn't really explain that to a lot of people. People think I shaved my head. Was so a, I do have my hair. It was just a great bald, bald cap. cap I've ever seen. Amazing makeup on the show. And then they went and they put hair on top of it. Okay, so yes. it starts out with a bald cap. Jack and Warner they, had he, hair, but he was receding. Right. Right. I so, mean, I uh, really thought you shaved your head, so I thought you were going to come in here today with a shaved head. So it looked incredible. Dude, it makes me want to shave my head. I realize now I have a really nice round melon. <laughs> it's going to look great shaved. I zoomed in on the Instagram picture looking for like a line, yes. you know, in that bald cap. So whoever that makeup artist she is. She was amazing. Props. She did such a great job. So tell us yes. about this movie, Reagan, Dennis Quaid, who yeah. else? Penelope Ann Miller, John Boyd. It was great, man. I had such a great time. And all my scenes were with Dennis. And I felt like we just played off each other really well. Yeah, How was really, he as really Reagan? Well. He's great. You know, he still looks like Dennis Quaid. But but he just, his voice, he did the voice great. And I thought he was a really good Reagan. Right. And you, you shot we got a couple thing? rounds of golf out there, too. We had a great time. Are you done? Yeah, we're done. Is it a good movie? I think it's going to be really good. Because you're going to see stuff that you didn't see before. With Possible uh, Oscar nod for Dennis? Maybe. Maybe. maybe I think right? so. I, I loved what I was seeing from him. That's right in the wheelhouse. Yes. Well, if you could pull that off. And I, he was pulling it off. To Dennis Quaid's a fan favorite. They'd love to give him an Oscar nod yeah. if he, you know, depending on the quality of the movie. So good luck yeah, to you he guys. Was great. That's awesome. And I, I love my character too. Jack Warner to play like one of the founding fathers of Hollywood, which was really cool. And he was just a tough son of a bitch, too. He's just really, uh, really interesting guy. And it's it's really, really tough. I mean, it's a big production. so Right. And it's going throughout so many years. They're going from his childhood to the end. 
So it's uh, very cool. really, really tough. The script was so th- – I've never seen a script so thick. It came in a box. Wow. <laughs> I don't even think you could have clipped it together. It was so thick. Did you read other people's scenes? I know you didn't do that for <laughs> us. But- well, once my character died, I didn't really see the need. He reads <laughs> up till his character dies. That's what I did with the notebook. Don't worry about it. <laughs> any Page 40. Jo- any John Voight meltdowns? Or no, he, he had a- no I, he was coming in after me, which is real bummer because yeah. I know him and he's a great guy. Him and my dad went to Stepanak High School in New York together. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. Were they friends? They were friends. As a matter of fact, they did the yearbook together. And my dad did the yearbook, and he was his apprentice. He was a couple years younger. And my dad, it was a Catholic school, and he was doing a, a – on the yearbook, he had a picture of Jesus looking out at the altar, looking out at the pews. And he put, a, like, a secret little note, like, Father, father such and such. It's a bleepity bleep bleep. <laughs> wow, that's very And cool. then he got a lot of – he told a couple guys. You wouldn't be able to see it unless you knew it was there, but he told some friends and went throughout the whole school. He got expelled. Wow. And then the FBI started, like, questioning him. It was, like, around the same time period. They were like, have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? (laughs) Because back in those days, it was like you had the McCarthy era. It was just crazy. And 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 they also grilled John Voight about that, too. And I talked to John about that. Really great story. What was the COVID scenario like on set? It was everyday testing. So I went back-to-back two movies, and both of them – Constant tests. I've been tested a lot. At base camp, they swab your throat. This one was a throat swab. Wow. A lot better than the nose. Well, a lot less invasive, theoretically. Yes, the right? first show was up the nose. And all the crew is in masks and the shield? Everyone is. Oh. And thank God for the actors, because you're in makeup. Especially me, I had a you know mustache and the bald cap, so I didn't have to wear all that stuff. So. Wow. Right. So we all hung out this weekend, had a nice barbecue, but Dylan Ooh. didn't show. What happened? I was just tired, bro. I was tired. It was a long day. I mean, I think I got wrapped around 1 o'clock at night. Right. So by the time I got home, I was just shot. I couldn't you, do it. You missed an unbelievable night I know. With it Connelly. looked good. I was jealous when yeah, I saw those fun. steaks. And- Scotty Kahn and Jack Arnold, who just is a grill master on the green egg. You know, we did an Instagram mm-hmm. live with him a few weeks yeah. ago. but great guy. It was phenomenal. So, You know what me- else I like about your parties, Doug, yeah. is that don't take this the wrong way. I don't want to say you throw people out early, but it's not <laughs> It's not like a, an all-night commitment. Yeah. Like, you got there at 6. Because he throws people out early. By, yeah. By <laughs> 6.45, we were eating, and by 7.30, I was in the car, which was great. But you said up front, like, hey, just, just so you know. This isn't like an all-night Because thing. Sarah was probably waiting in the you house. She didn't come no, out, right? Sarah was actually away, but I know oh, okay. I know how Connolly and Dylan is, and, and that's great. You guys are social. You'll have some drinks, and you'll just hang around for Take five hours. Take over your house. Like, you are know, you crazy? I mean, I'm like, you, you know. I would overstay my welcome at your house? I would. I don't even think it's an overstay. I'm just not a. I'm not that I'm social of a person. So Dylan stayed the last time for a long time. I would close your house. Yeah, Dylan was there for a long time last time. Dylan's and we had, been known to shut it down. Dylan and I had a half-hour conversation in the driveway when I thought, the night was over last time. I was just like, all right, we're going to say goodbye now. I've we been known to close goal. Your right. place, yeah, Kevin. Listen, I've seen you close down multiple I mean, What do you mean I got to leave? I know the owner. <laughs> How I always view parties is like, uh, which I stole sadly for Entourage, but Eddie Murphy in Trading Places, remember when he kicks everybody out and yeah, Dil- yeah, yeah. Dylan That's does right. that That's right. the in the show? It was yeah. homage more than thievery, but, but I did that. But anyway, so what you missed was Jack Arnold cooked some of the most amazing steak, River Farm steaks. They're absolutely unbelievable. And the guy's there. He flew in from North Carolina. I'm interested to hear Dylan's take on this. He's busting his ass on the food, and then everyone's tasting it, and everyone, how is it? Scott Conn, best steak I've ever had. Wow. Zulai, wow. Connolly's girl. Oh, my God, this is amazing. Connolly, yeah, it's good. I'm like, well, <laughs> one to ten, what do you give it? He goes, 
Nine. Now that's <laughs> no Peter Luger. Here you go. The, I was the first one to be asked on a scale of one to ten. Yep. Now on my scale, there is no ten. <laughs> that's not anything to do with the steak. Basically, a nine point four or five is the is a ten. I said it was a nine. I, everybody went around and everybody else started uh, saying ten. So if it would have gone the other way, I would have said ten. But because I was the first one asked, I was honest, and I, and I said nine. And Doug thinks that it was kind of rude because well, was, was it there. Wagyu? It was the American Wagyu beef, right? Kev. Yeah, it was good. Kev. It was a fucking good. ten. I yeah. mean, it was a ten. And there's it's just, no such thing as a ten. Oh, there's I a bet reason it was why 11. Nadia Comaneci was the first person to get a ten because it just doesn't happen. I, that, would imp- that would imply that you're perfect and nothing is. Perfect. Well, she got one. So there you have finally, it. So, yeah. finally, yeah. she and got then, one. And then this lobster mag comes out that might even be better than the steak. And again, Kevin's girlfriend is like seven point two. No, no, she goes A plus, and Kevin goes A. Like just, uh, just, but A is a good grade. And also, too, Doug, while you're sitting there, while we're talking about it, Doug is like a late bloomer with the edibles. He loves his gummies. <laughs> Doug is like high as a kite. He ate four of five lobster tails. Oh I happened God. to catch one flying through. I caught the last lobster tail. It was about the size of a jumbo shrimp. I Doug munchies, huh? I, I, I didn't know, but let me tell you something. Did about you not eat four of the five lobster tails? I, I did. I didn't How know. Many I, gummies I thought more were coming. I didn't know that was the end of it. I had no idea. I thought like they were just piling them out. So I, I actually thought them. he was kidding. He's like, you know, Doug ate four of the five. I was like, come on. He didn't actually <laughs> have four of the four five. Four of the five. You four brought, of the five lobster tails. You brought a thought to my head, though. He could have brought some more. He could have brought some more. You brought a thought to my head, though. I've not been a, a, a drug person, whatever you want to call. It. Now it's legal, so it's not a drug, I yeah. guess. But you know, edibles was not not really something I partook in. If that's it's hard to get it time. right, too. I mean, it's you got to find the right cop. It's very right? easy to overdo it, or well, let me. And t- if you underdo it, you want more. Let me tell you, you what happens last week. Okay, I'm I'm supposed to do uh, Australian live TV for this podcast because we're nice. we're popping in Australia, right. so everyone right. in Australia spread the word and. And it's noon, okay? And and the uh, the thing is at two. So I'm sitting in my house. But I why have, are you eating edibles at noon? I had nothing to do, bro. <laughs> I, just, like, I had nothing I to do. That's weird. To be honest with you, I'm waiting on I'm waiting on a deal to close for a show that may may end my involvement in the podcast because I may be what? moving to London. Good. We'll see. It should close today. I'm hoping. Knock on wood. I, I'll do this. This is my favorite thing. I'm enjoying it. Anyway, it's twelve o'clock. This interview is at two o'clock, and I forget. And I'm like, you know what? I have nothing to do. I think I'll take an edible. I take it, and then I remember. Oh my god! I've got this thing at two. So at two, we're talking live television on a Zoom, and I'm doing. Was this- it indica or like a sativa? Because that's a big difference, right? Sativa one brings is like, you up. One brings you one down. One brings you down. Yeah. I'm not. You don't even know. Big on what it was. I what I can, what I can tell you is it fucked me up. Right. Okay. And then I've got this interview and it starts. I am looking at the interviewer's mouth. Oh, and that's I'm, a bad feeling. I am <laughs> zoning in on it. And then I'm like, what are we talking about here? What am I doing here? Now, let me say what I said. And I don't want Connolly to bully me here and turn this into something. It's not because this is real. Right. Okay. I start thinking. Because Be of the careful accent? careful what you say. That's what goes into my head. Now, I never worry about what I'm going to say. But I go, be careful about what you say. Then my mind starts going, don't say something racist, okay? And my brain goes. <laughs> Against Australian people? <laughs> why would I say something racist? And then I start picturing all the news saying that I said something oh, racist. And me going, wow, why wow. I don't normally say something racist. And then everyone goes, that's what everybody says when they say something you racist. They don't problem. do it. 
So I, I have <laughs> to stay off the edibles, problem. and I have to stay off the edibles for live interviews. Never do that no, ever. No, also, no. too, Doug, you said something the other night. You were like, I, I don't even know what to say. I'm just way too high to be talking about this. I'm like, wow, that's such an undug uh, thing to take say. Take half the dose Doug you was took. so high. He was like, I can't talk about this right now. I'm so high. I was like, God, that's weird. But by the way, I now realize you, <laughs> do not, you do not get high to hang out with people. It's like you get high to sit in your well, room. you invited and like, all those people over to your house, and I then know, you got high. I, I just didn't and you think ate about all it. the lobster tails. And you know why I didn't drink? Because Connolly brought no proper twelve whiskey. Okay, I with two all those bottles of bottles. really nice wine. That's why I didn't go. I don't drink two bottles of wine. <laughs> you didn't have any available. Thank God I brought the wine. I would have sucked that down so quick. So what did you do Saturday night? Just slept. He's tired. Well, I was with my girl. You know, we were just uh, hadn't seen each other for a while. A little so. sexy time. Well, little sexy. sexy times, none of your business. What we do when <laughs> we're having business. sexy time. I just love how like time is moving so fast. Like this girl, this is only like twenty days old. This relationship. That's not true. No, it's uh, we're, we're going into three months. Whoa! But we've known each other for four, so we did a slow courtship. So it's been about four months. We've known each other. So you haven't slept and, together yet. Of course we have. <laughs> <laughs> it was a slow courtship. I don't know what goes yeah, on. No, no, but I, I mean, I told you, Dillman, you said, you know, this is like I'm courting her. I said, don't. She's beautiful. Don't rush that one. She Take was a great time. holdout. She was a great holdout. I mean, to be holding out against me is a pretty hard thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it's you are irresistible. Will you guys yes. celebrate Halloween this year? Yes. Why? You got something going? <laughs> Well, no. I mean, you know, it's it's COVID, right? There's no Halloween. Yeah, but I mean, well, there's got to be something. Going Beverly on Hills somewhere. has outlawed Halloween trick or treat. Well, we won't be trick or treating. We're a little too old for that. But uh, I like the trick or treat. Does that make me weird? No, I love trick or treating too. I wish my kid was younger, but she's too cool to go trick or treating now. So. <laughs> While we're talking about things that have out of character for Doug, other than his new found drug problem, <laughs> have you ever seen Doug on Halloween, Dylan? No, I've seen you way too many times in that uh, Gilligan, Gilligan right. costume. Right, but, but Gilligan no. is very safe. I've never seen Doug. Safe. Doug, wait, I, I bet you threw a party one year. Doug goes so deep on Halloween. It's 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 strange because, by the way, his costumes. He would win every costume party that there is. Wow! It just is so unlike. And yet we Doug. didn't get the invite. It's so unlike Doug to put himself out there like that. I mean, oh, what do we got? Edward Scissorhands was the first year. Oh, I do remember seeing a picture of that. I'm going to jump into this because this is again, this is classic Connolly bullying tactics. He knows <laughs> Connolly knows what you're I abused, went through, dude. You're abused. <laughs> he knows what I went through every year on Halloween. Casamigos throws the big Halloween party in L.A. You go and you got to wear a costume. I really am the the asshole for the first forty years of my life that Halloween. I dress up and you I don't wear. You strike me as that guy you throw on the the Tom Cruise jumpsuit from Top Gun and like that's your costume. I dated someone who Halloween meant a lot to, and she was creative and talented and would design insanely elaborate costumes, crazy that, elaborate. Wow. So one like contest winners. One year, I, I mean, we would sadly have a fight at this party every year because the costumes they looked good, they were so uncomfortable. So one time I wore a <laughs> Game of Thrones. We dragon. couldn't use your hands; they were scissors. Well, that we'll get to Edward Scissor hands, but Game of Thrones, I wear this dragon. Okay, and I'm. Oh I, I mean, the the head is. <laughs> about, it was a dragon. <laughs> the head is about twelve pounds, but it's also got contraptions in it that she put in. I can no smoke, way. Smoke comes out of my nostrils. Oh my I mean, I had to consider not speaking to you at that party because I was embarrassed. My my iris turned red, but I'm so uncomfortable. Anyway, as usual, 
Beverly sadly, I get in a fight with with my ex at this party, and I storm out of. This is in the center of Beverly Hills. Now here's where the angry well, dragon. I leave the party, and my house was only about eight blocks from where this party was. So I'm walking, which we'll post a picture of this dragon costume. I'm walking by myself because I had a fight with my my ex, and I'm walking to the house. A police car pulls up. There's no one in the street, and I see it is my. Ex-wife's father, who is a Beverly Hills police officer. Officer Hecht. Officer Hecht, who is a great guy. Melissa's dad. Lucas and Maya's grandfather. Who was mentioned (laughs) in Entourage, actually. The Vince got out of a, you know, with with the producer. I'm walking, my head down, feeling low like Patrick uh, Dempsey in uh, (laughs) Can't Buy Me Love. Love. Like Johnny Drama when he's walking. When he left the mansion, when he got thrown out of the trunk. That's where that's inspired from, from that walking oh, Can't that right? Buy Me Love. And I probably said it to you oh, that day. No, Patrick no, Dempsey's didn't. walking. Anyway, any, whoever hasn't seen Can't Buy Me Love, watch it. Anyway, I got the dragon costume on. I'm looking down. I'm feeling so bad about the my head life. was what, 14 pounds? 14 pounds. You can't see me at all. And there comes uh, my ex-father-in-law, who I love, Officer Hecht. And he looks at me, and I, I like wave, but I'm a dragon. So he didn't recognize <laughs> you? There's, I have no face. Right. I, have, yeah, I, I was fucking, there. I saw You the couldn't costume. take it off? I'm you were a, just stuck with I it? I didn't even think about it. I'm just like depressed. <laughs> and drunk and walking down Beverly Hills and I see him and I'm like, I wave and I just get the mic and keep it moving, keep it moving. <laughs> like I was about to get shot. You're like, I know that voice. Keep it moving. So anyway, Halloween has always been a- You uh, go all out, bro. I don't Next do anything. Level. I mean, in a good way. I'm not I'm not being critical. I I'm would be critical. Um, Stop being I would, defensive. At least would, you don't just put on a red and white sweater and call yourself Gilligan with a little white hat. 14 would, years in a row, yeah. I would and come I, in- What do I do? They, I do the same yeah, one every year, dude, too. Dylan, you've been a vampire for 26 <laughs> years. I would come in and the outfit would be laid out. I would say it's not comfortable. We'd have a fight. I'd end up wearing it. That's what happened. Last year, though, with now, I have my great new girlfriend who she, we did a thing together last year. Do you remember my costume last year? Were you a cat? I was just a devil, which was real you're simple. But you were a really elaborate devil. No, I just. You pa- were like I, the devil himself. I painted <laughs> my face red, which we'll have to show that also because yeah, the problem was the party was really dark. Now, I have the picture. My face was really red. In the dark. <laughs> It looked like I had blackface on. And I walk in and I see the first person I saw was Lev, who was executive producer of this show. And he looks at me and goes, are you serious? And I'm like, what? Because I had no idea. So I had to have people turn their phone lights on. And again, it's it was bright red devil make. I, I remember the one year, though, something happened. And not only did you get a fight with getting a fight with your ex-girlfriend the year of the dragon. You also <laughs> got into the, the fight the year of Edward Scissorhands because I woke up and I had one of your scissor hands in the back of my car. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, but what was the fight? I don't remember. I fight. don't remember what the fight was. All I know is that I ended up with one of your scissor hands because I drove you home and you left it in the back of the car. Yeah, I remember you not giving it back. That's what I remember. I think it's still in my garage. <laughs> I do remember thinking like, I don't know, this feels like I shouldn't throw it away. It's literally, we'll show it, but <laughs> Doug was Edward Scissorhands. It's just funny to see you put yourself out there like that because it's really not part of, no, nor is it mine. Yeah. Or nor Dylan, really. It's funny to see you put yourself out there like that. Yeah. You, you know what? Go, Balls to the wall. I wouldn't mind. I, I would do it. I don't have a problem doing it. It just takes a lot of effort to put it together, you know? All right. That's yeah. why I'm Gilligan. Sometimes you just got to <laughs> do the right thing for your girl. And on Halloween, they like Halloween. Yeah. So, you know. Well, we'll see what Dylan and what you guys, do you have costumes this year or what? Well, I haven't figured it out. I, I, I will do it. I will do it. You're going to throw a party? I got to have somewhere to go. You're going to be a vampire and I'm going to be Gilligan. <laughs> yeah. Let's. <laughs> every year we'd look at each other like... Same thing for you, really? Connolly. Yeah, Dylan actually has the nerve to say to me, like, way to mix it up, Connolly. I'm like, well, what about you, Dylan? Dylan wears the vampire contacts and I a pair these of teeth. White contacts would freak people out. 14 yeah. years in a row. And I had the really nice, high end, 
teeth, so I really look badass. The first time that you and I ever met in person, you were in your Halloween no gear. Yes, no you had your. It was at Avalon, and you had your Wait your, second, your wait, weird contacts. We did the audition period. We did all the auditioning. I mean, first time as castmates, like, hey, yeah, we're going to yeah. be working together. Okay, and yeah. you had the. I'm like, this guy. He looks like a fucking vampire. I mean, like, little did I know that you weren't like, wearing a costume. This guy looks like little buddy. Hey, <laughs> hey little buddy. I'm going to start calling you little buddy for now. Wait, I'm, I, I lost you guys for a second. Dylan wears these contacts to bars. Well, no, no, Dylan, no, 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 no. Dylan is is, is Halloween very, parties. Dylan's the first one like, to say about me where being Gilligan every year. Every year, Dylan is a werewolf slash vampire. I would wear all black with a with a cape, the contacts in my eyes and the fangs, and I'd be done. I could take the fangs out. The contacts change yes. everything. So, it's almost hard to look at. You are know, these like, contacts? So you have them? Like, no, people can, would freak out looking at me. Like, don't look at me. But this is just your cost. It's at the house. Now. I don't have those contacts anymore. I can't find them. Oh, disaster. Yeah, too bad. But they were, I'm, I'm sure I could buy others. You're going to break a 15 year streak <laughs> yeah. this year. All right. They're very uncomfortable, too. I mean, we're going to do this thing, which we haven't done yet. So, Doug, tell me, what's your understanding of who Maddie Stew is? This Maddie Stew is a guy who texted all of us to say he or knows. DM'd us, right? DM'd us. He knows more about Entourage than any of us, including me, which it sounds pretty ridiculous, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's true. So he's a, he's a super fan, and he okay. just knows things that I don't remember, and maybe you guys do. I mean, So we'll talk about something on the podcast, and then when it airs, Maddie Stew will be like, no, you guys were wrong. That wasn't what had happened. He's the one that said, we'll, we'll ask him, that the first time you mentioned calves were on Arnold. I think it's weird because Arnold doesn't have calves. Arnold? The dog in the pilot. He said that there was a mention of he'll, Arnold having calves. He'll explain to us everything. And he's the one, wow. I think he's the one that Did told I me say, my writing. I remember that. I think he's the one that told me my writing was hacky and that Piven carried me. So no, we'll he find out. When, so we got this guy, we'll Matty Stu, who I, he's, he's such a trivia, he's a trivia guy. And we're going to have him, we're going to take a break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to read Maddie Stew a couple trivia questions and test his entourage knowledge and see what he has to say. Cool? Cool. All right. Sounds good. We'll cool. be back. All right. Welcome back from the break. And we got a special guest. <laughs> we got Maddie Stew. How do I pronounce your last name, Maddie? Stumacher. Maddie Stumacher, who's a super fan. He's got a shirt that I've never seen, which I like. I want to yeah, get that nice from you. One. But he apparently knows more about entourage than we do. And I'm sure more than Conley knows. But anyway. Well, Maddie, just so you know, Doug had a guy that he thought could take you on, uh, Jack Arnold. And I just told him it's just, it's just not it's just not in the realm of possibility. Maddie Stu will smoke this dude, plain and simple. <laughs> now, it's so, funny that you say Jack Arnold is like a green egg master, so he can smoke the shit out of a steak. But he knows the show, but... He, he was definitely he not up no for the show. He, he did not no want to. He, he, Kevin, thank you. I, I, I know who Jack is. He can definitely <laughs> outcook me, but he does not know more about Andrew. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank so, you. Maddie, tell us about this. The show's been off the air. I don't know if you saw it today, but Deion Sanders said yesterday it's the best. So that's nice. We've been off the air seven years, though. Do you still watch? So let me just give you a little understanding. So I'm, I'm an East Coast guy, just like you guys. I'm 34 years old, you know, and right now, actually, I have a full-time job. I was in the hospitality industry and now converted into actually the medical industry, and we run COVID testing throughout all of Los Angeles. So I'm uh. I'm super busy. So if anyone asks, if my boss are listening, I'm actually <laughs> at Netflix right now. So, but uh, for that, you know, I am the biggest fan, and I think that what what's so great about Entourage and what makes it timeless for me, like there's two things that I can watch over and over: Seinfeld, Entourage. But what makes you guys different is you're both timeless humors. You have the heart. It's inspirational. I mean, look at me talking to you guys right now. This is such an entourage moment. And I think that 
you know, I can put it on the background when I'm going to work, when I'm on my calls. It's just, it's, it's timeless. I know you, you know, you say it's a rewrite, but you know, it's timeless, uh, commentary, timeless humor. I still get it on. I still laugh at certain things. I'll still stop what I'm doing on certain moments. It really is. It's inspirational. We can all relate to those four guys in some way. And even Ari and his love with his kids and his wife and his commitment and his drive. I, li- so I, li- I like that you said the four guys and even Ari. I, 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 that's, how, that's how I look at it. The four guys. And I go the four guys and Mrs. Ari and Emmanuel and Constance. I don't know. I list about 20. Oh, it's people. so many dynamics. So what you've done with, with Lloyd and, and with, with Ian Sloan and, and just everything and Ari, Mrs. Ari and, and, and the office and, you guys did such a great job making it timeless. So um, we're gonna we're gonna get some trivia out of you, but I want to know out of these two, who's your favorite, drama or E? Who do you like? Who makes you laugh more? I'll be honest. I know. I know. I, I think you're all my. I love everyone. He's my guy. Eat, like if I no wonder you know, Connolly brought uh, him I on. I did not know that. This is a rig. This is rigged. You think I planted him? This is this is. I'm out of here, bro. I'm out of here. <laughs> no, no, Dylan, listen, I love you. You're you. I think that honestly, if anyone could carry a spinoff the most, it's you. I believe that. <laughs> Thank you. Bro. Well, you probably are the most watching. timeless with like some of your lines. Even more very than well things. written, very well written lines, by the way. <laughs> Amazing written lines. <laughs> hey, wait <laughs> one second. Do you think I planted Maddie Stew, Doug? Is that I, actually, I actually don't think you planted him, but I think anyone who's listening, if you want to get on this podcast, tell Conley <laughs> he's your favorite character. No, listen, what caught <laughs> well, my I started reaching out to you first, Doug. I know. Yeah, I know. you ignored Doug, you and you ignored him. Maddie, Maddie, I run the show here. Do you, you stick with me? You don't ignored him. him. Look, if I was there, I would have bring you the Samos pizza. You'd be eating the Samos oh. right now. <laughs> parking and everything. By the way, it's, it's embarrassing <laughs> to say that I was thinking about going to Sano's after this. I, I had a Geo Antico pizza last night from Atlanta. Amazing. I know Kyle, I just want to hear my food. Anyway, DeSano's in LA, best pizza in LA. So so what caught my attention about Maddie Stew, and you could, Maddie, we, we're still not clear on this. The first time I, I noticed you and like, this guy really knows his stuff was when we were talking about the first mention of calves in Entourage. Did we say something about Arnold having calves in the pilot? Yes. So I you're in the it, right? car and 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 look, you're looking at turtles, looking at a picture, and you're like, "Oh, look at this dog!" And drama looks, "Look at those calves." <laughs> Even though dogs, dogs don't, don't have, have calves, calves. <laughs> that was bad writing on Doug's part, I think. And then, <laughs> then you guys got out and you bumped into uh, Wahlberg and his crew, which I thought was really cool. Okay, yeah. all right, but, I got it. All right, so the first mention of drama's obsession with calves were in the pilot. So good, good way to wow. way to plant the early seed, Doug. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I had no plan, so it was definitely just something that I thought was funny. But uh, uh, just on a, on a separate Maddie Stew aside, you got your father to make a video putting you on to this thing. Does he think you're fucking out of your mind, or is he like, oh yeah? But that's what brought me to where I'm at today. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, so Connolly, you got some interesting questions. All right, we got some questions that range. I mean, look, I wouldn't have gotten any of these. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten any of these questions, but we're gonna throw a few at you. You ready? I'm ready. In the Dennis Hopper episode, Vincent Dennis Hopper, what is the first team they bet on? Football team, I'll give you that, soccer. What's the first team they bet on? Brazil. <laughs> I mean, this is such a crazy question. Uh, Manchester even... United. Manchester United. Then Brazil, okay. <laughs> Brazil was second. You're supposed yes. to start with the with the easy ones. No, man, and I'm get... going in order. Hold on. Doug, let me handle the trivia part of this. Killed Bully, it just... already. We, right. we, I mean, there's going to be 100 people saying Maddie Stu sucks. His father's <laughs> fucking embarrassed right now. <laughs> well, no, listen. Hey, I, I was one for two. I knew the two teams that he bet on. I did not know the answer. That we, I can tell None you. of us did. Okay. In the pilot, where did Turtle and Drama 
tell E they saw Kristen cheating with Vince Vaughn. Down down Vince Vaughn's pants at 40 deuce. Wow. <laughs> 40 deuce. 40 That's deuce. Right. You're right, wow. Dylan. I'm sure you live My buddy it. Ivan Kane owns that place. Wow, that is – I can't there's, believe he got 40 two different deuce. versions of Entourage the, the, for the version of everyone in the rest of the world and those who live in Los Angeles and understand the venues mm-hmm. and, the, and the side jokes. It's really a whole new rewatch. Yeah, wow, he got 40 deuce. Impressive. Yeah. Which, okay. By the way, the way he went into that answer, down Vince Vaughn's pants, I was I like, mean, this he, guy has he no idea. On it. Yeah, he, he expanded, expanded on it. That, that puffy motherfucker is one of the best lines. That didn't go that. over very well, Matty. Oh, yeah. We tried to pretend like that Every didn't Every time happen. I see Vince Vaughn, I want to say to myself, that puffy motherfucker. Please uh, don't say Maddie's, that to Vince Vaughn. Oh, Maddie Stu, if you <laughs> say... Sorry, it's a timeless line. Maddie Stu, to you and anybody else, first of all, let me just say, first thing, love Vince Vaughn. He's honestly one of my idols. Oh, but Vaughn. that being said... Anyone I was listening out there gets a video of saying, hey, Vince, oh, you boy. puppy motherfucker, I'll don't send him a thousand bucks. No, nah, don't do why, that. Why, why can't that. I? You guys did a great yeah. job bringing characters on that you know, portrayed not really who they were, like Bob Saget just said. Yeah. I, I can't believe he got 40 deuce. Okay. <laughs> Stepping into Viking Quest world, what was Tarvald's ship called? Tarvald's ship. <laughs> yes. Dylan knew well, I thought one. he was going to get this one easy. Ah, okay. I was going to ask you. I thought you were going to ask me where he's from, which is obviously Courtney. <laughs> yes, obviously. Okay. I had that too. Answer. I had that one too. Yeah, that one too. Okay, that's a tough one. Um, they don't wear horns. That's that's a myth. <laughs> yes, that is a myth. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember ship, that either. I, I, you know, ship. I'm going to have to rewatch and find out. Maybe Comic Con came out. Once I but, say it, you're going to remember Gokstad. Remember the Gokstad. <laughs> Dead. Oh, okay. I picked up that was the ship. I just remember the line of Goxstead. Okay. Yeah. Popular episode where drama forces Turtle to go on a double date. When they show up, the second girl ends up eating dramas, you know what, in the jacuzzi. <laughs> they also use this same actress in another scene in a different episode as a different character. Can you. So s- when, when drama in season four was going to get an apartment. The same woman who ate his butt <laughs> in the apartment. <laughs> yes. and, and you've done that a few times, Doug, that I picked up on it. And that's probably the thing that I'm like, wait, that guy was yeah. Don Pepe's. Now he's yelling at drama about, you know, something else. Here's, so, what, yeah. you, here's yeah. what you don't know, which was crazy behind the scenes stuff going on with that part. Colleen Camp is the actor, by the way. She is amazing, yes. and she did us a favor. But Colleen, you can look up from... She was uh, in Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now and Clue and, and is incredible. But what happened that day is Martin Landau asked me to cast his girlfriend. And uh, he asked me many, many times to play the realtor. And there were two realtors in the episode. So when this woman showed up on set, she decided that her part was the bigger realtor, which it wasn't. So she quit. She literally left. And I have actually voicemail messages from Martin Landau that started to Doug, you know, you're one of my favorite people to Martin Landau, almost threatening to kill me to Martin Landau, (laughs) realizing that his girlfriend was batshit crazy and apologizing to me. And they're all voicemails, which I think we could play now. He's one of my favorite people of all time. But anyway, Colleen came in and did that. The other realtor, by the way, is an amazing actor who was in one of my favorite movies, Arthur. She played the hooker in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. Arthur. And Arthur has the great line of like, are you a hooker? I just thought we were doing great. So, And this is not the, uh, the new Arthur. This is the old one. Okay. Who was Vincent Chase's co-star in Queens Boulevard? Jessica Alba. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. No, that's head on. Just in uh, Queens Boulevard? <laughs> yes. Co-star. Uh, 
Other than drama, I mean, these I are questions remember. like off what the poster <laughs> of Queens Boulevard. Yeah, like, if you look at the poster. All right, oh, uh, it, it's it's an action park media question. Ethan Suplee was the <laughs> second lead of Queens Boulevard. By the way, this is just how Connolly uh, bumps up his biggest podcast, which is American <laughs> Glutton. I mean, somehow he, he says I get kissing a fool in a lot. He gets American Glutton and Ethan Suplee into every episode. By of the way, podcast. Ethan Suplee, while we're talking about him, also appeared in two episodes. He was also the bartender at Goal with Brian Urlacher. That is true. That is true. So you sure. do do that a now, lot, Doug. I think that's only on the, the poster of head of Queens Boulevard, which I don't actually have. No, so he's I'll, in the trailer. He's in the trailer. Oh, he yeah, says, black Vince, and white. Vince, you ever coming back? You know who Ethan is? I know who Ethan is. I love Remember the Titans. Yeah, so Ethan is awesome, and, and my name is Earl, and, and American Glutton Action Park Media Podcast. <laughs> Shut up. But anyway, Ethan is fucking awesome. And uh, Last question. <laughs> who is sitting next to E when they are at, the guys are are at the Klitschko fight in season one. <laughs> Doug Allen. <laughs> Doug Allen. That was a that was a trick question. It was Doug. Was Doug. Yeah, Doug was sitting right. next. To um, so I know I know that you don't you write episode 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 and you don't go back and forth. Um, even though the story carries. So there's two things that are confusing to me. Uh-oh. The biggest one is Medellin. What was the, the behind making that a bomb? Did you think about making that a success? I mean, that's that's number one for me. Well, that's simple. I mean, that was I thought was going to be amazing. Mark Myla directed the trailer, which he did on his own. I honestly had no involvement, and he made what I thought, which will post this an amazing trailer of Medellin with a very limited budget. And I'm like, oh my god, this movie looks sick. I want to see it. <laughs> Then we released the trailer, and people kept making fun of Vince's makeup. They kept saying it looks ridiculous, and he looks like the a fat suit. Who did he look like? Oh, he looked like the uh, Tony uh, from uh, the Andy Kaufman movie. Tony Clifton. So everyone everyone started making fun of it. And again, it was at the early outset of, of uh, internet. Message boards, though, started killing it. So I was like, all right, I guess the movie sucks. Let's make it a bomb. And that's honestly what happened. So right. there was no plan. The plan was it was going to win an Oscar, which I the show probably would have ended. I mean, if, <laughs> if he did that great, I don't know where we would have gone. So that is a you good lost, You would have lost parts of season four and five for sure. Exactly. You would have gone to the six, but you could have stretched that if you wanted to. But it was cool the way you did it because everyone thought it was going to be a huge, huge success. Um, and it was funny how you did back and forth. If, you know, if he was right, if he was wrong. So this is my this is my personal favorite. Season two, they just bought a house. Episode four, you know, Sean is sitting there. Hey, I'm going to get cover of Variety. Uh, use the what the fuck you looking at shot. You know, who knows? Maybe we wind up in the next Scorsese movie. Fast forward, season five. Vince is on the downfall. Ari walks in. You're not expecting it at all. He actually walks into Drama's bar. And there he goes, puts on, you know, gets on the phone, hands it to Vince, and it's Marty Scorsese. I mean, that was the most entourage moment. Like, how did you, did you just remember that? Or did you plan that? Like, what's the story behind that? I mean, the story is he comes in early because he's my idol, and I put him in. And then years later, I know that Mark knows him. Wahlberg, and I say, Mark, can you get Marty? <laughs> Thinking he won't, and he did. And it definitely wasn't a plan three seasons earlier. Could like, you imagine? Yeah, I mean, I wish I was David Simon. But Remember that line when you asked for him? Probably not. It had nothing to do with it, though. At the end of the day, I was going to try to make Vince have a career that I wish you know I had or, or any actor wishes they had. So if you can get Scorsese, you can get James Cameron, if you can get... Uh, Darabont, we had yeah, uh, Frank Darabont. We had some of the great ones. I mean, it really was what was so 
amazing about the show for me who, you know, you're a super fan of this. I'm a super fan of those people. Usually we got them, which was great. So thank you for that. Oh, I know what I was. I know my question, Matty Stu. In your opinion, do you believe that Vincent Chase was a good actor <laughs> or just a pretty face? <laughs> you know, I went back and forth. Wait, Matty, I need to jump in before you answer that. I want everyone listening outside. This has nothing to do with whether Adrian Grenier. No, no, it's not. Of course. They take it like that. Adrian Grenier was a great actor yes. and was the perfect guy for this role. He sure was. The mm-hmm. question is, do you think Vince was a good actor? I went back and forth on that for a little bit. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I really do. I think that he was a great actor. Um, there was a few, like, in the movie that, you know, I would like to see more of his clips. Um, I think that, like, Queens Boulevard, Head On, those would be some really cool movies. Aquaman, of course. Yeah. You know. So the clips were always extremely challenging. That's where big money was spent. That's where you need... Different style than I have. I'm a dialogue guy, and that's where guys like Mark Mylod, who was such a brilliant director, came in and you know made those clips look great, and and Julian as well. The uh, question is, was Johnny Drama a good actor, though? Do you think Johnny I Drama think was Drama was a good actor? And I always like felt that like that was one of the things you could relate to him. Like this guy just can't catch a break, and he'd always yeah. walk in and see Doug as the director, and you know and the other guy on his phone. And I loved how you would do that, Doug. But I always felt bad for you; you couldn't catch yeah. a break. And, I agree. And, and, His resume was too big for him to not be a good good actor. He should have joined the be. Murphy group, bro. <laughs> but takes us to the obvious question after that, Matty Stu. Was Kevin Dillon a good actor? <laughs> I think Kevin Dillon's a great actor. I mean, the door is amazing. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, bro. It's amazing. It's it's so cool to be here. And, and Dylan, I when I met you years ago, you walked in. I was my first year in Southern California, wow. working at a place, you know, Padre Martini Bar. It's not open anymore, but yeah. you'd walked in right before season eight. So your drama walking in right now. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. Kevin Dillon walking in, but then your drama sit at the bar. And I was such a fan then that I was like the first place to get tequila avion. So I walk up to you with the bottle. You're like, you know, they <laughs> sent me the hats, the shirts, all the stuff. I never actually had it. I'm like, well, let's, let's do one. You're like, well, do one with me. I'm like, all right. Look over in the corner. I'm like. I get fired now, whatever. I get fired for doing a shot with drama. So we did a shot with Gila. And, <laughs> nice. And that was uh, that I was remember. Really cool. I remember. It was a Friday night. It was. It was a Friday night. I was coming home from work. And you as I was mom. going over the hill, I heard a lot of noise coming out of that martini bar. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in here and have a beer. And that's when we met. You heard yeah. Irish crickets. And here we are <laughs> years later. But yeah. no, this is so yeah. cool of you guys to have me on. Absolutely. Um, We're going to ask the fans out there who, because I actually believe we didn't give you like, right questions we're gonna ask the fans out there who's the super fan and then some real hard questions that we can get or we should have somebody challenge him yeah we should have somebody challenge maddie stew who's a bigger fan because i actually a bigger fan who knows more who wins in a trivia game well it it could be maddie against the three of us He'll kill us. He'll probably I don't know kill us. Anything. I have no recollection. He'll kill us. <laughs> I've, blo- I've blocked out. You'd be surprised. Out. The three of us together might be pretty good. I've blocked it. out this show until Connolly called me to do the podcast. I, I don't remember any of it. But that's you guys totally do a reboot. Everything else has been rebooted. That's what I've been <laughs> saying. Let's talk to Doug about that. Yeah. We're, we're Doug, done. you definitely could. People are interested. Yeah. You could do Murphy Group, drama. I know it's, you know, yeah. you might yeah. not want to go back to it. But Jeremy just announced that he wants to do it. Everyone <laughs> wants to do it. But uh, I'll help with it. I can I can help go back to all the things, you know. There we go. You know, I have a question for you guys. Who did Vince tell that he grew up with five brothers and sisters? Oh, I know that because it was a lie. That's not real. That was at a that was at the Montage Hotel. Connolly with a producer, and I have no recollection. No? It was at Mastro's with Scott Wick. 
Yeah, I knew it was a producer. Oh, That's wait. right. He's lying. I remember. I actually yes. remember that. Yes. 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 So right then, I'm always like, well, I could be Vince's young brother. I mean, we have similar hair. You know, like, come right in. Yeah. I, I hate to interrupt you guys, but this is for all three of you guys. You know, at Action Park Media here, we have a fact-checking research team <laughs> uh, working wonders in the back room. That's Heather so, Andelsman doing that. What do you got? Tarvold is not from Orkney. He's from... Northumbria. Northumbria. Oh, yes. Orkney was a lie that Turtle told him. Yes, Northumbria. He called me under pressure. Northumbria. Oh, when I came in here, I also said the Orkneys. Thank God for the research team here at Action Park. Thank you for the fact check. But the Gok stat is for sure. Gokstad is the shit. Why didn't you bring back Vanessa Angel? They had a good report. I love Vanessa Angel. Yes. I mean, it's it was yes. just hard to bring. There were so many characters to bring them back. But uh, as far as the spinoff goes, the last thing I said, the only way I would ever do this again is uh, animated because it would be great what? to do Man. it like this. You know? <laughs> what do you mean? You may, you would Come love on. that. You don't even have to show. No, I would love yeah. acting. Yeah, real acting. Uh, well, you'll act in my London. Uh, you know show. what's crazy? He's dead serious, Kevin. About the I know about the animated. He's thing. the he one just thinks it would be. Well, easier. I mean, don't get me well, wrong. Not, animation is. He also has cool, to do all the work. Too. I just think it would be so cool to do things that we couldn't do. Turtle wants to go to Mars, and they go to fucking Mars. You know, what? it's like you do. Oh God! You do Simpsons. You just jump the. Sh- you you jump, jump the shark. You guys. You guys don't <laughs> watch. Get you a leather jacket. You guys don't watch animated shows. You can do really cool, different stuff that are like right, wild right. instead of just. Boring. Are we doing more Mindy? Boring, yeah. The guys sitting around talking normal, especially in today's climate. They miss that perspective. Guys like me miss the perspective of those four guys. I yes. grew up listening to those four guys. I miss listening to them. The world needs it right now. So the world needs more. it. We miss it. Well, that's what we're trying to do with this little podcast here. But Maddie Stu, you were awesome. And we're going to bring you back for some real serious questions and maybe challenge you against someone else. I'm like the most COVID-free guy out there. So I'll come on studio. I'll test everyone. All All right, right, Maddie. All right. Uh, And we'll come on. I'll do it right. All right. Awesome. You stay safe. Good Good to see you again, bro. Maddie Stu. Thank you so much. All right. Better questions coming next time. Yes. Thanks, guys. All right. See ya. Oh, man, did I fuck up the trivia segment, huh? I want to thank superfan Matty Stumacher for coming on. And yes. uh, Did I ask bad questions? I mean, terrible. Did just, I really? No, no, not terrible. But but we could we could challenge him a little well, bit more. I just more. didn't I mean, know more. what, like, what level. I mean, look, he knew. I mean, come on. He knew the Vince Vaughn. He knew the whole line. Yes. He knew 40 Deuce, which is a tough one, you know. Yeah. Let, let, let's come in with, like, 10 questions. I think, you, I think you'd be very surprised by his actual knowledge of the stories and the dialogue and things like that. Right? Yeah, I could have done better. I agree. Yeah. So okay. we'll get him back on and we'll do that. And for everybody else. We make dreams come true here at the Victory, the <laughs> podcast. We bring in fans that have loved the show. And the best way, if you're interested in doing that, is DM Connolly, kiss his ass. Well, not only that, but there's also something patronizing when you call people super fans. Like, he's a fan. It's a fan. You call him a super fan. I don't know. It feels like. All right. I want everyone uh, to see how he's picking up me again. I, I, don't, I don't think I he's minded. I don't, yeah, I don't I mean, think he like, had a problem. It's like, you know, it's like a fan, but you got a super fan. You're like, or, or insinuating that. I don't know. Maybe. You call me a super writer. I feel pretty well, fucking good. So if I he's a fan of yours, if he's a fan, <laughs> if he's his favorite character, <laughs> yeah. he's a super fan. Maybe he's on edibles. <laughs> yeah. He's got, <laughs> he deep. must be on edibles. <laughs> anyway, that was super fun for the super fan, Maddie yes. Stu. And uh, that wraps up another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Ellen at Mr. Doug Ellen. Uh, I'm Kevin Dillon. Kevin Dillon. Official victory. And the victory merch will be available within the next day or two.